0: Oh, it's nice to get together again, isn't it? Lovely. But, right. I don't know about any procedure, but I love having new things. too. You know, I love having new things, particularly new shirts, which i got a memory for. Right? <laughs> and I've also got a memory of a cool tennis. Now, funny thing, Laura, Laura um, came to see me yesterday. And she said, Dad, have you bought any new curtains lately? And I've I, yeah, I got to confess, <laughs> I bought two pairs in the last fortnight. <laughs> right. So I bought a thing for um, buying curtains. And also new shoes as well. Right. And I love the smell of new shoes. Right. It's really nice. And i sometimes love to put them on. Right? To put an end to the night. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, and there's nothing better than curling up, and I'm sure Pauline will identify with it curling up in the favourite armchair with a good book. Yeah, Particularly if you're an Agatha like, Christie fan like me, and done, I think Pauline likes that as <laughs> well. Lots of people have new things in their lives every day, new jobs. New homes, new cars, new relationships, new neighbours and friends, and I'm going to have some new neighbours soon, 20 years and all. Right? Right? right. Uh, and uh, new neighbours and friends, and even the full tweets have to be new, otherwise they go stale and they expire. Also, if we didn't have new clothes, we'd end up in rags. Now my daughter, Laura, loves new shoes, and once I cleared out, there, yeah, 31 pairs of shoes for men to her bed, she to stay with me. Shoes on each other. <laughs> Some women love new handbags. Now I don't know why, but I have think to mind. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, <they> are <laughs> Different hairstyles and fashion are changing all the time and people's tastes go out of date very quickly as soon as something new emerges. Now in the 1980s pop stars were often known as new romantics. A lot of bands during that time and before and after featured the word new. No". The new secret, new kids on the block and new orders in the interest of capital. Books also used the type new, the emperor's new clothes, children of the new forest, and in Latin we read of someone selling new lamps for old. Now in the early to mid-1930s in America, President Franklin D. Roosevelt introduced something called the New Deal, and this was a programme aimed to salvage the United States economy during the Great Depression caused to a degree by the Wall Street crash. People lost millions of dollars and unemployment was nationwide and businesses everywhere went back and the suicide rate soared. But through New Deal policy of 1933 ended the bank crisis and restored public confidence. It stimulated productivity and the Works Project Administration reduced unemployment. All in all, between 1933 and 1935, it was a huge success and got America back on its feet financially, and now is probably one of the richest nations in the world. Stanley also featured the word no. With, what, with Roger Whittaker singing about a new world in the morning and the world's going singing I've got a brand new company <laughs> Now that one reminds right, me of a little story right, going back a couple of years ago and I was singing that and who um, said, Dad, who sang that? To so, know for the life of me, I couldn't remember I really couldn't remember now, I've got an unusual this way, right? Whenever I forget something, I get in the bath. Because I don't know why, whenever I'm immersed in water, I remember things, right? So I happened to be in the bath one night, not thinking of anything in particular, and all of a sudden I'm like, I <laughs> And this was about three or four weeks after, and I was singing that song. So try it because it's good for the, for the back things do you don't remember. Television also gets to mention with new tricks and the all new family fortunes. And the old, old talent show, New Faces, which made stars of people like Marty Kane and Patsy Bullard. i let's going back a bit, tonight. <laughs> right? All around us, all the time, new things are emerging. Bigger and better inventions. man, uh, technology keeps advancing and expanding, and I find that frightening. I thought I was I, for one, find it very frightening and overwhelming at times, and for those of us who don't like things very much, it can be very difficult. God, however, delights in new things. A new day, a new night, a new sunrise, or a new sunset. A new flower, a new butterfly. It's amazing when we really think about it, isn't it? Imagine how no one and his family felt when they emerged from the ark after being inside it for so long. Everything that they had ever known had been destroyed in the flood because of man's wickedness upon the earth. So everything that they saw and faced on emerging from the ark was new. How very wonderful and privileged they were to be given a brand new start. And God is always kind and gracious to do such a lovely thing as he did for Noah and for his family. He certainly is the God of second chances and new start. Psalm 33, verse 3, we are instructed to sing to God a new song and to play skillfully our musical instrument and shout for joy. Psalm 96, verse 1 says, sing to the Lord a new song, sing to the Lord all the earth, sing to the Lord and praise his name and proclaim his salvation day after day. It's lovely learning new songs, just saying. I love, love learning new songs, right, at home and putting on a CD and more like that. I've got to pick up words for that, right, and I don't know about you, but I love it when parents and Sophie teach you that new songs, I really do, and they trust it, I've got to be honest, they're always exceptional, they always pick lovely, lovely mm-hmm. songs, right, And them. Fast on, right? i would love to stop distinging me up. And whenever I disting him, I always offer a sense of prayer. Say, oh, that's the school, Lord. <laughs> you know, he taught me this. <laughs> right? Colonel <laughs> okay, Solomon, famous for his great wisdom, declared what had been will be again. What had been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the stand. Now, I don't know about you, but I always find that to be quite a sad statement, because that human beings can be such stick in the mouth. You tend to like things to stay as they are. Don't let things change. let not rock the boat or break the mould. Let's stay in our cozy comfort zones where it is safe and predictable. We don't want to step out of the norm, dream. we? Rubbish and Tommy Rock is what I said. God likes us to step out in faith and to try new things. Now, have you miss someone giving me a slip of paper some years ago with these words written on it? Dare to be different, desire to be dynamic, and dream great dreams. Delight yourself in God and don't ever give up? No. Wow! have <laughs> them, right? I've never forgot those words, and I've been encouraged by them over and over again during my Christian walk, especially when times have been really tough. Yes, history does have a tendency to repeat itself, but it's up to us to train the status quo and to do something new. Isaiah 42, verse 8 and 9 says, I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another, or my praise to else. See, the former things have taken place, and new things I declare. Before they spring into being, I announce them to you. And in Isaiah 48, verse 6, it says, from now on, I will tell you of new things, unknown to you. They are created, now and not long ago. You have not heard of them before today. Mm. Hallelujah! God has new things in store for us as his dear children. He has a hope and a future, so, a destiny to be fulfilled. He had new things for this church. New people to join us, new ministries, new directions in which he wants to take us. He wants us to grow and develop into the people and church that he desires for us to be. He wants us to spread out to the right and to the left. And to take our rightful place in this community as a beacon of hope and a thankfully of salvation, healing, and restoration. Do I get an amen yeah, yeah, for that? Alright. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <All right. clears throat> Lamentations 3, verse 22 and <laughs> verse 23 tells us, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassion never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Mm. Christians, although redeemed and washed in the blood of the Lamb, are still prone to sin. But we have an advocate, the Lord Jesus Christ, and God's mercies are new each day. When we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, if God were to mark sins, well, I know I would never stand. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any hope at all. So, if God were to mark our sin, we would never stand. Such is love and grace towards us, but an awesome God who served. In Ezekiel 11, verse 19, it says, I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. Then they will follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. They will be my people and I will be their God. Up until the the time that this promise was given, the children of Israel had been a stubborn and stiff-necked people prone to idolatry. After all God had done for them with signs and wonders and great acts of deliverance and bringing them out of Egypt and defeating the Egypt nation with all the plagues and goodness knows what, the pillar of fire, the pillar of cloud, manna from heaven, water from the rock, right? And if they still doubted them, we fell against his commandments and laws. Then to add insult to injuries. They made gods of wood, stone and metal and worshipped them, provoking God to anger. He roused nations against the Israelites, and each time that they cried out to God for help after being sub- subjected to his other nations, he in his kindness and his compassion delivered them, only for them to go back to the sin of idolatry time and time again. They were even taken captive into exile to result of their sins. But still, God was merciful. Here he declares a new thing that he will do for them to ensure that their hearts will not be divided between him and the idols of their own making. Sometimes, are we much different? We are talking to split our affection between God and other things and this should not be so. He is to rule over all of our hearts and lives. Everything that we, we are and we have should be surrendered to him. Easier said than done, A classic example of God's promise of restoration and new things for Israel is found in Amos 9, verse 13 to 15. And I love this picture. I don't know why, but I do. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when the reaper will be overtaken by the ploughman and the planter by the one of treading grapes. New wine will drip from the mountains and flow from all the hills. I will bring back my exiled people Israel. They will rebuild ruined cities and live in them. They will plant vineyards and drink their wine. They will make gardens and eat their fruit. I will plant Israel in their own land, never again to be uprooted from the land I have given them, says the Lord God. We know only too well, don't we, how the Jewish people have suffered in the past. How they were persecuted, segregated, tortured, humiliated, and separated from their loved ones. Placed in concentration camps and hundreds of thousands dead to the gas chambers and were slaughtered like cattle, all in the name of Nazism. The world recoils in horror at what they went through, and books and films have been written about this. Many people have questioned why it had to happen. Now, my grandmother, um, she worked for a Jewish lady and she cleaned for her and this Jewish lady was very, very wealthy she, was, um, she had a string of um, uh, dressmaking shops and everything but her story was a very tragic one she had on, on her arm the number, you know and she saw her husband and her only son being taken to the gas chamber and. Um, she was only survived because of her talent for dressmaking, sewing and embroidery. And she told my grandmother all, all about this, you know, and um, every year on the anniversary of the death, she uh, she, uh, yeah, she'd be terrible, terrible. And um, she, my grandmother always felt the guilty because um, on my grandfather's side, um, they were two men. So of course uh, she got talking to this lady, and she happened to stay, in and, and she said that it's not the people, you know, it's you, you know, she said, I forgive them for what they've done, you know, I forgive um, forgive uh, you know for them for all what happened, but she said it doesn't take away the pain of my loss. So the Jews went for an afternoon, and uh, but God. Going to do a new thing for his people. And the promise of him, Mark 9, verse 13 to 15, was going to come to pass. In 1948, on the 14th of May, Israel became an independent Jewish state. Jews from all over the world journeyed back to their homeland. The land that God had promised to the Israelites centuries before. A land flowing with milk and honey. Their first prime minister was a man called David Ben-Gurion. And God fiercely watched over the emergence of this new independent nation, doing a new and wonderful thing for them. Now today, Israel is surrounded by er, many enemies who resent them. But God protects them and will continue to do so. And he will continue to do new and wonderful things for them in the future. And I think it's a space to watch, I really do, where Israel is concerned. In Matthew 9, verse 16 and 17, Jesus tells his disciples: no one throws a patch of unshrunk cloth um, on an old garment, but a patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do men pour new wines into old wineskins? If they do, the skin will burst and the wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. Nor would they pour new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. If God is going to do a new thing among his people, then they have to be open for him to move, not them to change by saying, well, we've always acted this way. Well, We've always done it in this way and this is how we like it and we don't want it to change. How are we expected to grow on Yeshua in God if we won't let him have his way among us? Nothing can be worse than cleaving to old traditions and old ways. Yes, to be fair, they do have their place. But God never meant for us to be bound up or to be enslaved by them. Many Christians for many, many years have prayed for revival and an awakening in these valleys in Wales and in our nation. And one of them. It's a good thing to want to see God move, to see his people being saved, healed and delivered, to see new churches being established, the forces of darkness being pushed back and the kingdom of God advancing. There's nothing wrong with that. But the mistake we make or have made is that we have sometimes believed that how God did it back then, he will do the same now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but a thousand times, no. But one thing, we live in a different century. People's attitudes are different. Society has moved on. And besides, God loves variety. He's made us different after all. If we were all the same, he'd be a enough for me. You know, it's so nice that we're all different. that God has put different gifts and talents and characters and sticks in us. And it makes us more interesting, doesn't it? Alright? So God loves variety and he likes him doing new things in a new way. If and when there is a new move of God, he will do it in his way and in his time. And it will be very suddenly. God loves doing things suddenly, doesn't He? That's all through the Bible. His move will far, far exceed any expectations we may have. And it will be far different to what we have been expecting. And we will have to change and adjust to, um, to the way in which he shall move. If, like me, if you are praying for an awakening in your lifetime, then I encourage you to keep praying without ceasing, and above all, be open to change, and to never ever quench or put out the Holy Spirit's fire. Let's dare to be fire-blazers! <laughs> <laughs> Paying new things! Oh, hallelujah! <laughs> 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 right. In the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verse 34, we read, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. Now that you see, to let everyone said. "That you some people have the knack of getting under our skin, or rubbing us up the wrong way. It's difficult to love and get on with everybody, and um, we will feel closer to some people than we will at that, but really, just couldn't be so. force, would But uh, we, as children of the most high heart, are expected to raise the bar higher when it comes to love. Do we really love one another and pray for one another, or is it all words so and no action? Do we really rejoice with all that rejoice and weep with all that weep? Do we really carry each other's burdens, therefore fulfilling the Lord of Christ? Oh, it's and stuff, is yeah. <laughs> Well, but 1 Corinthians 13 reminds us Love is patron, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily hanged, and it keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres and love never fails. Says so it all really tonight. If we truly want to be followers of Jesus, we must learn to love as He would want us to. Therefore, obeying His command. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 to 21, we find some wonderful verses. That's the verses that I love as well. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are are therefore Christ's ambassador. I hope God was making his appeal to us we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Wow! <laughs> what a blessed word. And I implore you this morning, that if you don't know Jesus, to get to know him and become a new creation in Christ Jesus. Turn your back on your old way of life that leads to a lost eternity and embrace the new life following the Lord and all the wonderful blessings and adventures in getting to know Him that comes with it. I thought, if you know the Lord Jesus as your Saviour, but for several reasons, whatever they may be, you have moved away from Him in your heart or have gone back or gone a little astray, then come back to him and be reconciled to God, the Father. Because one of the very reasons that God saved us is to give us the message of reconciliation, the gospel, the good news of the kingdom. So we may see others being reconciled to God, just like we were, and becoming new creations in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 10, 13 to 15 tells us, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they um, have not heard? And how can they do without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. It is vital that when we come to know Jesus as Saviour, Lord and King, we become his representatives, his ambassador to the world all around us. People are watching us folks, and how we behave and how we live. We are to be living testimonies of God's wonderful grace uh, and mercy. Exhibiting the characteristics of someone who has been saved and redeemed, someone whose way of life and way of thinking had become new, as we discover for ourselves the glory and wonder of living for and serving the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. In Colossians 3 verse 10, we are urged to put on the new step which has been renewed in knowledge in the image of its Creator. We must daily close ourselves with the characteristics of the one we are following, because after all, we were created to bring him glory. In Revelation 21, verse 1 to 5, we read, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, Uh, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. There will be no more death or mourning, or crying or pain, but the old order of things has passed away. Oh, hallelujah, I tell you. If that doesn't get you excited, nothing will. Right? Just think now. No more sickness. No more disease. No more hunger. No, no more thirst. No more, no more aches and pains. New no bodies. Perfect sight. During speech immobility, no sorrow, no broken heart, no grieving for lost loved ones who have passed on, no loneliness, no language barriers, no pain in any shape or form. Everything and everyone will be new. It blows the mind. We are just passing through. Our destiny is new now in every shape and form. Imagine worshipping God and singing Holy 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 Lord God Almighty What and is and is to come. You are worthy our Lord and God to receive glory, honour and power for you created all things and by your will they were created and have their being. Isn't it great to be new Creation in Christ Jesus yeah. in our hearts let's sing a new song to him and all that remains to be said this morning is this salvation belongs to our God yeah. who sits on the throne and to the Lamb praise and glory wisdom and thanks uh, and honour and power and strength be to our God forever and ever Amen. Amen. Amen.